Sidecast. I'm your host, Travis, and I'm joined by John Lockard. David Yu. So now we're gonna talk about 1786. 1787. Sorry. Constitutional con Constacon? Constacon. Seventeen eighty-seven. Sorry, I mixed up seventeen seventy-six and seventeen eighty-seven. Uh huh. Both uh-huh. important years. The Great Constitutional Convention. Mm-hmm. What did we last left off? Oh, the uh, Jay's, Shays Rebellion. Shays Rebellion. I, I I remember I listened to that because there was that guy who showed up a day late, and then his his buddies already left him, and he showed up, and he's like, "Where is everybody?" So he ran to the north also. Yes. <laughs> Also, my hatred for Jane, uh, John Hancock. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. The best part was he 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 went he tried to get elected as governor and succeeded after Shays Rebellion was over. Cause, hey, why not? Why not? So where does that leave us? It leaves us the Annapolis Convention. Annapolis, home of the Naval School. Ah. It wasn't that big of a thing, but it was the one right before the concert in September 1786. National Political Convention in Annapolis, Maryland, held at Man's Tavern. What kind of booths were there? I have no idea. But, uh, speaking of taverns, the one that um, that planned the Boston Tea Party is still there. Hmm. Um, but the rest, so, and the first, one of the first restaurants in America, um, dedicated to making soup especially mm-hmm. turtle soup, and that closed down. That was around for like 100 years. Mm. Uh, if you ever want to go to That's Boston. Sad. And that is go, sad. Go, go hang. It's okay, because like, turtle soup's really bad for you. That's why William Taft loved it. Well, that's not why, but like that's why William Taft looks like William Taft. Ah, uh, okay. Because <laughs> he likes turtle soup. So Now, is it like actual turtle? Yeah, like actual turtle. I never had turtle, but I feel like it would taste pretty good. It's a reptile, so I feel like it would taste like chicken. Yeah. Mm. Behind cholesterol. Hence, it's Taft. Fair. Rip, rip his bathtub. For, for, those of, for those in the audience that didn't know, Taft got stuck in the bathtub once and had to get greased up. Oh yeah, that's like one of the few things everyone knows about William Howard Taft. Also, there's a picture of him sitting on a pony and it's, it, I feel bad. Does the pony the, have like bulging the pony, eyes? The pony. No, but it looks like he's a little too big. Hang on. Taft on pony. We should get a poster of this. We should. That should be our logo. Another logo. Just slightly edit it. This. Oof. Wait, this isn't a pony? It's an ox. That's an ox. I looked up Taft on pony? pony and I got the. Uh, President Taft's Secret Pony Brigade by Film Cow. Ah, there we are. So did I. I found it. There's three million views. I've seen it before. It's ridiculous. Like everything Film Cow makes. I found it. Look at that. He does look a little bit too big to be on that horse. He, like, man, he just turtle soup. Something to stay away from. I guess so. The one on the ox is pretty funny, too. Um, but so the, uh, the Annapolis convention sent 12 delegates from five states, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Virginia, to discuss and develop a census. Notice which state is missing. No, no one. I 
You said it too fast. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I, even keep um, track of the ones you. New, that New Jersey, were there. New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and Virginia. One state is missing. One very important state is missing here. Texas. Isn't it in Maryland? It is in Maryland. So you said it was in Maryland, and Maryland wasn't there. Yes, Maryland wasn't there, <laughs> and Massachusetts wasn't there. The M states. The, the Massachusetts, the state where Shays Rebellion took place. Mm-hmm. So the the place that they're trying to make it better because of didn't show up. Yes. New Jer- New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New North Carolina app- appointed commissioners who didn't show up in time. While Connecticut, Maryland, South Carolina, and Georgia didn't sh- like just chose not to show up. Uh-huh. Hmm. Which is weird because it was in Maryland. <laughs> It'd be a really easy drive. <laughs> um they decided that they needed to support a broader, a broader constitutional convention to allow the federal government more powers. And they decided to hold it the following May in Philadelphia in 1787. This happened in September 1786. And hopefully more states would show up. And because only five out of the original 13 showed up, they uh, didn't really have that much authority. So uh, they didn't come into any decisions. Um... But the urgency was highlighted by the number of rebellions that took place. Uh, if you guys recall, Shay's Rebellion lasted from August 1786 to February 1787. So while they held this convention, Shay's Rebellion was happening. Ah, uh, that, that's probably they held, why. They held the, the convention started after the rebellion started, though. Yes, but the rebellion didn't end until after, like, until 1787. Like, long, long after the... Uh, the convention had ended. Gotcha. And now we get to the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia. Constacon! Yeah, Constacon. Also it's known as... Epic guitar riffs here, John. A.K.A. the <laughs> Philadelphia Convention, A.K.A. the Federal Convention, A.K.A. Grand Convention of Philadelphia, A.K.A. the Notorious... Constacon. C.O.N. Constacon. <laughs> the Notorious Constacon. Notorious C.O.N. <laughs> oh man, I'm sad I didn't get any merch. Held at the Pennsylvania State House, now known as Independence Hall, where, where we can go visit right now. Oh man, I'd love. If we were, <laughs> I'd love if we were one of those podcasts that could like just put out merch and we could just have Constacon T-shirts. I mean, we can't. We can just make Constacon T-shirts, <laughs> wear them around. Yes, and then only three of us would understand. <laughs> It'd be a very very obscure reference, but. We'd get it. We'd yeah, but if we put it. if we put that weird old building, like if we have the Independence Hall silhouetted over it and it says Constacon at the bottom, I feel like certain people would understand. Maybe. Very people a mix would between know. history and nerds. People yep. would know. It would be a special type of nerd too. Not every nerd would know, like what the State House building looks like mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. I don't even think it's not the current Pennsylvania State House because it's too small. Everyone gets a sweet dome. I've been to Independence Hall. Ooh, I have never been to Independence Hall. What does it look like? Tell us, tell us your uh, your experience. Did you feel um, the history? I, I felt, I felt, I felt American when I was in there, David. All right. So, so now that you're an American, you can go to Independence Hall and feel American as well. Whereas yeah, before, yeah. if I it went has, to Independence Hall, it, it had nice wooden furniture. Um, it was scalding hot because they didn't open the windows, and it was in the middle of the summer. Ooh. And it doesn't have air conditioning. Hmm. The gift shop has air conditioning, but the original, actual, like, the hall where the Constitutional Convention took place doesn't. 
So uh, while we were standing there talking about this is where Benjamin Franklin sat and this is where George Washington sat, we were uh, all starting to get a little sweaty. Mm. That was poor planning so on our forefathers' part. <laughs> so did our founding fathers. They also got very sweaty. It was a hot day. In fact, uh, to amuse themselves in the hot day, they would take uh, shadow prints of themselves. So they would shoot, like, they would stand behind a panel and shoot light, and then we can kind of see the silhouettes of their face. That's how we know where George Washington's head looks like for the coin. Hmm. Also, uh, Franklin, unlike the other delegates, because of gout, had to be carried in so he didn't have to walk. He was less sweaty. Because walking is what makes you sweaty. Yep. And movement is what makes you sweaty. If you don't have to move, you'd be less sweaty. All right, I feel it. Yeah, that's reasonable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. So before the Constitution was drafted, there were 4 million inhabitants of the 13 states. But since every single state got to govern themselves, it didn't really work, right? Now, the Articles of Confederation, unlike our current Constitution, can only be amended by unanimous, unanimous mo- votes of all states. And I think right now we only need, what, two-thirds? Yeah, uh, two-thirds majority. Yes, which means that any state has veto power. Oh, not our current system, but the uh, the old system. Yeah. Um, like, uh, and, and this is relevant to our current times because uh, certain states, like California, is calling for a repeal of the Second Amendment, which will be interesting. Probably won't happen, though. Definitely probably won't happen. I'd say they could totally, like, I'd say if they could do it just on a state level, then go for it. And then we can watch the, them be the guinea pig for that. You can't, though, because it's a national thing. And yeah. you need two-thirds of the states. So population doesn't matter. You just need two-thirds of the state. There are far more like states pro-gun than states not pro-gun. Oh, it's yeah. just population-wise, it's not the... It's, yeah, it's, the, it's in the opposite direction. But yeah. Um, so after we won the Revolutionary War, states began to look into their own interests. Uh, Maryland and Virginia over the Potomac River. Rhode Island... Decide to impose taxes and all roads coming through Rhode Island, which you, if you recall, is between, is like Massachusetts and Connecticut. It's all it's like things go through Rhode Island and into New England. Oh, well, they like to think of themselves as Rome, and all the roads lead to Rome. Yes, although so. although conventionalism also says all roads lead out of Rome and go hmm, straight to shame. Rhode Island. Yeah, that sweet road from Rhode Island straight to Rome. It's kind of like if you've ever seen like the. Uh, Iron shavings between two magnets. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what the roadmap between Rome and Rhode Island looks like. Um. So in this time, there was kind of a problem between our boy Hamilton and our boy boy Jefferson, because Hamilton's like, we should have the government. We should be, you know, as governmenty as possible. He even thought to uh, install George George Jefferson, George Washington, as our uh, as our king. Uh, and never, no one was okay with that. Not even, especially not even George Washington. Um, one of the few people to ever give up power. The only person, one of two people who have ever given up power, if I recall, uh, at the height of their power. George Washington, however, was elected uh, president of the convention unanimously because everyone respects old George. No one wants to and cross war him. heroes. Yeah, they war heard heroes. About, they heard about that cherry tree. Mm-hmm. And it was agreed upon that votes will be kept secret until the conclusion of the meeting. Ah. So, because of the secrecy, uh, they sh- they nailed all the windows shut. If now, if you recall, this is May. Oh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's so right. So it was very, as Travis described, it was very hot. Now imagine how much hotter it would be 
if they nailed all of the windows. <laughs> gonna get a little toasty in there. Yeah. Everyone's wearing their proper clothing with like four pieces. And their wigs, which by the way was only, uh, did I mention this on this podcast? Or did I mention this someone else? Ah, Probably so, else. uh, 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 one of the French kings contacted an <laughs> a STD, which caused them to lose all of his hair, so he started wearing wigs, uh, which then became popularized in his court because he was the king, and that's why people started wearing wigs back then, because one dude got an STD. Hmm, I, yeah, I... I don't know what to say to that. I learned much, much thing. Yeah, I learned much STDs popularized powdered wigs. Yes, uh, the French, the French court popularized lots of things I don't like about fashion. So, for example, our dress shoes have heels because uh, the French king Louis the Sun King the Fourteenth decided to show off his calves better. That's why men start wearing high heels first, and that's why we still have that like that bump on our dress shoes. Uh, mm. The cravat, our ties, was because the French king decided it would be awesome to copy the. Uh, the Croatian military form and the Croatian military would wear ties to distinguish themselves as the Croatian military. And then uh, during when the Ottomans came at, to the, at the gates of Vienna, the Croatian military was there as mercenaries and the French saw it and they're like, cool, that'd be fashionable. So that's why we all wear ties now. All right. Because of the French. All right. Sorry. I, no, you're I have good. Strong, strong feelings about, about the French influence on, on male fashion. It's all their fault, guys. It is. I, I don't. I'm to. gonna. I'm a, I don't believe in ties. I think it inhibits food intake. I agree. So, I think it catches the stuff that you would drop normally on your dress shirt. It's fair. I'm sure if I did some research, the dress shirt will somehow be tied to French aristocracy. I'm almost positive. I wouldn't doubt it. All roads lead to Rome, and all fashion leads to France. Which for a while was was almost Rome because of the Great Schism. So France installed their own pope. Um, but that is that is a podcast for another time. <laughs> All right. Um, and there's very little records actually kept by the um, secretary because of the whole secrecy thing. So there's right. actually nothing uh, of detail. Madison, however, had his notes, which was almost the complete record of the convention, even though. Uh, Madison was not the secretary. William Jackson was. And we don't remember him because I guess he didn't do anything of note. Especially take notes. Yes. And interestingly, they they refer to the history of England, uh, including the Glorious Revolution. They just called it the Revolution. In classical that history. glorious part? Yeah. Well, the Glorious Revolution was... um. Otherwise known as the American Revolution. No. Was when um William of Orange from uh Netherlands came and like re rebodied, trying to rebodied uh England, and then he succeeded and became the king. What do you mean rebodied? Well, so his 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 family used to rule the, the, the the country of England and then his family got driven out and they went to um the Netherlands, skipped down like a generation and he comes back and he's like I'm gonna take over the country okay that's interesting but let's get back to 1787 right, yeah cool. this was a hundred years ago in 1688 and then we have the whole like uh what's that guy's name never mind we'll get back to this later yeah. um but back to our constitutional convention Constitucon. um there was also another convention happening um that no one remembers it was a convention in Cincinnati, <laughs> Ohio. It was called the Society <laughs> of Cincinnati. 
Uh, we don't remember this because... It was in Ohio. Yes. Um, it was the convention of the Society of, the Society of Cincinnati, uh, which was... Sorry, it was called the C- Society of Cincinnati. It was in Cincinnati. My mm. bad. It was named after the, the general, the Roman general. Oh, okay. Um, it, was, it was all the veterans who came who was like, hey, bro, what about our, our monies, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Chase Rebellion. Anyway, so before this, I mentioned that Madison had the notes of the debates in the Federal Convention. Well, Madison came prepared. He came with something called the Virginia Plan, um, which reflected his views as a strong nationalist. If you recall, he was one of the original authors of the Constitution. Um, Mm -hmm. So he was on our boy Hamilton's side. He basically came into the convention with the Virginia Plan already developed. And what he establishes that there will be two branches of government, one to allow taxes, and one to, uh, whatchamacallit, like, I can't speak right now, approve the house. Um, what's interesting is that England already had a two-house system, but the problem was the higher house was the landed house, which meant that if your family was rich, you already get a seat in the House of Lords, which kind of is how it still works today. Uh, (laughs) 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 Um, which would be kind of cool i'm not gonna lie uh but but hey the 99 percent is up in arms against you david i'm gonna break down your doors they want you to know this too so so i don't know if they did this in america but in canada if you go into uh the state house the higher house is flowers that grow on trees like decorating the ceilings. And then the lower house, which is the House of Representatives, has like flowers that grow on the ground to signify that they're the lower house and then the flowers that grow on the trees is the higher house. It's all very pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds very pretentious. Um, so Madison came in and said, hey, each state should be represented in proportion to the number of their free inhabitants. This is very key wording. Oh, Ooh. slavery. Because slavery. Um, states with a very large population like Virginia was okay with this because in addition to their state slave population, they already had a huge uh, population anyway. Most, yeah. states oppo- most states supported this plan. Most small states opposed this plan. Some states like South Carolina, which had a large slave population and the low, uh, low people population, also opposed this. Because slaves are people too. Kind of. Uh, when it's convenient. When it's convenient for when them. It, when it comes into the uh, litigation. Yeah. So in, a po- in, a, in opposition to this, the New Jersey plan came and proposed a single chamber legislature where each state only gets one vote, like the uh, Articles Confederation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want that because I, Rhode Island should not have the same amount of votes as Virginia. Makes no sense. Mm-mm. Agreed. Um, and but New Jersey was into it for some reason. New Jersey... Uh, <laughs> New, <laughs> New Jer- they were like, we're a medium population state, so we don't care. Yeah, whatever. Uh, New Jersey, I think, was afraid of Virginia. Rightfully so, because if, if we look into the annals of history... Not the annals of history. A lot of the gov- a lot of the presidents are from Virginia. 
Mm, that's true. Like our first one. And our third one. And our fourth one? Who's the fourth? Madison? Is Madison Virginia? I think Madison is Virginia. You're correct. Three-fourths of the presidents were Virginia. So... That's a good, good amount. That's a good amount. And then, not to mention the capital borders Virginia. Mm. So what I'm trying to say is Virginia is kind of a big deal. Yeah, they got a um, little bit of clout. This led to the Connecticut Compromise, where House representatives apportioned vote by population and Senate is by is equally represented. This took a lot of debate. Certain states like uh, Delaware like to talk about their crabs and their importance. Uh, if you ever watched like the Liberty Kids or anything, someone famously argued that uh, Delaware should get more votes because have you ever tasted a Delaware or Maryland crab? <laughs> Which, not the best way to convince me that your state should have more votes. That's like me saying like, hey man, have you ever tasted an Idaho potato? We should give Idaho more votes. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bit of a weak argument. If I point. was in charge of the potato commission, <laughs> that is what I have. That would be the argument I would have put forth. Uh, Isn't that your dream job, David? It, be part of the Idaho Potato Commission? I yeah, but then I realized something. I'd have to live in Idaho. Which is like you a you know, I should I should uh board. write like a parks and rec spin-off, but like of the Idaho Potato Commission. <laughs> Instead of the Indiana Parks and Rec. Call it Spuds. <laughs> um, so the convention agreed on several things. Like the Confederate, the Articles of Confederation did not do enough to govern uh, the country. Although some delegates thought that would be illegal because the Articles of Confederation is more of a treaty between sovereign states and it is a governing document of... Sorry, it is a treaty between between like countries other instead of states so that mm. uh genuine legal problems are limited because we don't have a legal problem because we're our own country mm. those people are bad people and and <laughs> <laughs> uh, if they had their way we we wouldn't we wouldn't be a country right now well, that wouldn't be good we'd be a bunch of countries so once agreeing on these principles the convention actually voted on the virginia plan and approved on it and then from there they actually started modifying it so really madison kind of drafted up the constitution before the constitutional convention even happened they just modified on built on top of it gotcha um madison doesn't get enough credit amongst our founding fathers that's all i'm saying i don't know in school i heard a lot about madison everyone loved him really i feel like yeah. they, they talk about the founding fathers and they're like the first three and then like, they don't really talk about Madison. Every time I talk about Madison, it's getting the White House burnt down. Mm, yeah, that was a... Uh, that was a bit of a... Oh, that was really point. his fault. Yeah. He was sort of in war. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really expect, uh, like, politicians to be really good at military maneuverings. Just going through some stuff. Yeah. So... Uh, they there was no debate on whether or not there should be two houses. There will from the like outset, our founding fathers decided that there should be two houses, one upper, one lower. Despite the fact that the House of Lords is kind of, you know, pretentious, uh, they mm -hmm. decided to, they should still have um, an upper house because most governments uh, in the world at the time that that had semi-democratic 
roots was by caramel so two houses also because they were all either english immigrants or from commonwealth countries they only ever knew by caramel governments hmm. um but ironically the pennsylvania legislature was only one house so why is that ironic because it was in pennsylvania so it's like everyone there agreed there should be two houses ah. and then the and then the while place, they were in a state that had one house this, gotcha. yeah while they were in the state that had one house i see now um and because America had no hereditary aristocracy, like no one was just born into nobility, mm-hmm. uh, they designed the upper house to protect the interest of the wealthy and against the interest of the lower class, which is the majority of the population. So the Senate was uh, supposed to protect uh, mob rule, basically. Famously, it's uh, been said that uh, the house is the teacup and mm-hmm. the Senate is the saucer. So you you pour boiling hot tea into the teacup, and then it spills over onto the saucer, and the saucer is the catch-all. Gotcha. So you could say we're just trying to get back to our roots with our, our current form of government, just, you know, supporting the wealthy. Well, well we're just the house going is back to, to that OG American well, that, government. Only the Senate is supposed to support the wealthy. The House is supposed to support the rest of us. Ah, gotcha. Um, so call your congressman. Well, not yours because yours died, but mm, yeah. Uh, rip. Oops. Okay, time out. Mm-hmm. I know that I, this, we've been going off track, but did you guys see the the Rochester Buffalo joint application for for Amazon campus? It was crazy. They almost made it. Yeah, we almost did. Yeah. It, apparently, it was on uh, Amazon was on the sh- or sorry, Rochester was on the short list for the Amazon campus. Mm-hmm. There was a joint offer of one point three billion dollars in tax breaks and all of Kodak's buildings. In downtown oh, yeah. Rochester, which is insane. That would have been amazing. Uh, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are on the short list, though, to make yeah. it. They're on the final final yep. round. Uh, it's uh, it, uh, I've taken particular interest because Amazon has decided to ask for the SAT scores of all of the high schools in the areas, which is interesting. All right. They're planning ahead because the campus will take like five, six years to build. So by the time they finish building it, new college grads oh, yeah. from that year will be available to be snapped up. Very smart. Fair and it's good to, good to take good kids before they know the, their worth so they can't negotiate salary. Especially like like women engineers because they're worth a lot. And then if they've never had a job, you can pay them less. And they otherwise could have Sneaky. negotiated. Yeah. Yep, because if you never have a job, you don't have job experience, so no one wants you. Yes. Exactly. Oh, you also which don't, a, which you also another don't double, know how much money you're going to make. Mm-hmm. Which is another huge like double-edged sword that I could talk about for hours. Yes. If, if you, you don't have a job, you can't get a job because you don't have a job. Yep. But but if you get a job, you can't you don't know how much you're supposed to get paid, so you're often just get paid less because you can't really negotiate because you have no idea how much you're supposed to be paid until you get your first job, but then you've kind of started your journey quite low on the bar. Yep. Yep. Hey, hey. And, and economists. Economists are bad people. Mm-hmm. Um, so on June 7th, it was proposed, remember this started in May, that uh, senators should be chosen directly by the state legislatures so that we don't vote, our state legislatures vote, but we vote for the state legislature. So it's a two-wrong two, two process of voting, um, as this was more likely to preserve the power of the upper classes. Um, 
the, a delegate from Massachusetts observes that the great mercantile interest in stockholders is not provided for in any mode of election. They will, however, be better represented if the state legislature choose the second bridge. And this proposal was carried unanimously. So everyone agreed with this. Because everyone who came to the convention was a rich landholder, not some regular <laughs> dude. In fact, our regular dudes went back to France to facilitate the French Revolution and was promptly thrown in jail, a.k.a. Thomas Paine. Hmm. Poor um, guy. Although some would argue Thomas Paine, all he lived for was causing trouble, so fuck that guy. Your your interpretation of history may vary. Thomas Paine was a little bit of a rabble rouser. A little bit, yeah. 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 So he he after the, the revolution happened, he went to France to go do their revolution, and the, the French government was a lot less accommodating than the American one. And he was promptly thrown in jail. <laughs> Fair. Um, what else? What what else that the delegation uh, agreed unanimously to is that there should be an executive branch and it should be wholly independent from the legislature. However, they decided to avoid a monarchy, and they created state uh, governments where the executive is beholden to the legislature. Um, mm. which unfortunately was seen as a paralysis. Where the Confederation government was the ultimate example of this. That would actually not be too bad now, I think about it. Where Walk your me governor through it, David. All right, so if your governor has to answer to um, your state legislature. Mm -hmm. So it, right now, the, like, the president can do whatever he wants, and then they, can, they have to go through the two process of impeaching him, right? Uh -huh. But imagine yes. if, like... You you don't vote for the governor. Your set your like representatives vote for your governor, and then when the governor displeases them, they can just kick him out. Hmm. I don't know. That seems like if they like. It seems like if he vetoes a couple too many bills, he's gone. Yeah. Like if if the the house is like between sessions, and the governor is like Democrat, and the house is Republican, and they try to pass a whole bunch of Republican bills. That's true. And. He can just be thrown out in that instance. That's true. But That's then again, true. they probably wouldn't have elected them in the first place then. That's what I, I would argue that puts more of an emphasis on your local politics, which I yeah. prefer over uh, uh, upscale, not upscale, like multi-level. You're not a politics. fan of big government? I'm not a fan <laughs> of disconnected government. Like, if you don't know how your government works because you have such little contact with them, that's the government's fault. Mm, yeah, I think it's I think it's government's responsibility to be engaged in their community. Uh, maybe I'm idealistic in that way, but it's not a little bad. bit because that's never going to happen. No. Right? Yeah, but uh, I, I, this would not be a terrible idea because because it would shift the power downwards instead of upwards. Because a lot of the power yeah. we have in our government is shifted upwards instead of instead of downwards. That's true. Um. So. The other thing they looked at is judges. So in England, judges were agents of the king who represented the king. So if you were in England, the judge is, you know, the authority of the king. So Madison believed that the states should link the state executive and judges. Uh, and if they do that, or they should not uh, link them, because if they do that, it would be a source of corruption through patronage, which I'm not going to lie, is kind of what we have now. 
<laughs> we just put that idea on the back burner for a little bit. And and so he thought the, the link should be severed. So he created a third branch of government called the judici- judiciary branch. Um, and that's why they created the infinite no term limits uh, or life term limits for the Supreme Court judges. Because if they do something unpopular, no one can remove them. So they're kind of the like not beholden to anyone independent branch of government. Mm. So Fair in enough. some ways, uh, so these are the things that they agreed on, that they should have three branches of government, that they should have a higher house that looks after the interests of the rich, and they should have two houses, period. Um, and that senator should be chosen from the state legislature so that, again, politics shifted upwards, not downwards, rich people can have more power. What they disagreed on is that they don't think the federal government should be able to invalidate state laws, which ironically is still an idea that some people hold today. Hmm. Um, uh, while most agree that there should be a mechanism to invalidate bad laws by Congress, no one agreed with Madison that there should be a board of judges to decide this, like the Supreme Court. They didn't like that again. Yeah, Instead, gotcha. they thought the power should be given to an executive in the form of a veto. So not a bill. Like, if the president decided that a, a law in a state is bad, he should be able to veto it, um, hmm. which I think is interesting. Um, because California would be in trouble. Oh, yeah. Immensely. Oh, man. So much trouble. <laughs> they would have seceded by now. They, they'd they be yeah. gone. Um, many thought this would be useful to protect the executive branch. So to allow the executive branch to be more independent, he, they should get the ability to just veto state laws. Um, other people worry that this would eventually devolve into a king kingship. Um, so oh, during absolutely. this, we mentioned the New Jersey plan with the single law thing. The New Jersey plan was introduced as a protest instead of an alternative plan because uh, they didn't like how much power the national government would have under the Virginia plan, and it was not really seriously considered. Hmm. All right. Um, the From middle school, I remember the name Rudolph. In terms of the New Jersey plan? Yeah, is he the guy that, that created the he, New Jersey plan? New Jersey plan was William Patterson, the dude who was supposed to be the secretary of the convention, who then did nothing. You, this dude sounds like Ron Swanson. From, I've been watching Parks and Rec. This is straight up Ron <laughs> Swanson, right? Because he was like, you're the secretary. He didn't take any notes. And then he should have just made a plan that no one seriously considered in protest of government. <laughs> Oh, the Virginia plan was produced by Rudolph. Ah, so many plans. The plans. Yeah, Edmund Rudolph, the Virginia Mm. governor. He put it in the convention, but it was was introduced by Rudolph, by by Randolph, written by Addison. Yeah. So this dude, New Jersey plan. I think it was because New Jersey liked to be be contrarian since they didn't really seriously consider it. Yeah, that sounds like New Jersey. Okay, so it's Randolph. Yeah. Not Rudolph. Ah. Um, each state was allowed to so for the convention each state was allowed one vote for or against uh, whatever it is they were debating for in uh, uh, in the debate at the time that's some quality fidget spinner spinner audio you got <laughs> yeah <laughs> right into the microphone David <laughs> hold on I think I got one too here let's 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 try right, right. John where's your fidget spinner buddy? where's your fidget spinner I don't have one I have this pair of scissors to, to, I can spin on my finger. We have to mail John a fidget spinner. I have two. I bought one for $20 accidentally. 
and then it sucked. This one's better, and I got it for free. I got it. Oh God! <laughs> a brief fidget spinner break on the fireside <laughs> cast. Everyone pull out their fidget spinners and just spin them away. Mm -mm. So, ironically, they were giving. You know how the everyone agreed that there should be some proportional to the proportional representation to the votes, but for the convention, every state only got one vote. So that's kind of ironic. That is kind of ironic. And here's the fun thing. It was like college. You get to come and go as you please. But they bolted all the windows. Yeah, but you can just leave the... Like every day, only 30 or 40 people showed up per day. Not everyone went to every every class. Ah, gotcha. It was like, hey, John, you want to go to class and take notes for me? Because I don't want to show up today. It's too hot. They boarded mm -hmm. up all the windows. Did they at least post it online? Yeah, man. Okay. They posted it online, but I still need your notes. So go oh, into okay. the real hot house with no windows and take notes from you. There. I'll be How many people total were invited? Um I don't actually know. Hang on, let's do a quick Google check. Alright. This is some quality mechanical keyboard sounds. I mean we already got the fidget spinner sounds. Yeah. There were fifty-five delegates from thirteen states. So if 30 to 40 showed up every every time, that's not that bad. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty decent. Yeah, that's better than an average college attendance. Yeah. But still, like, you kind of, you can just kind of come and go. Wait, yeah. I don't know, I feel like 30 out of 55 is pretty bad. That's almost half. Yeah. So it must have been a low-level class. Oh. Everyone knew what they were already getting into, so they're like, yeah. Yeah, Calc 1, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I took that in high school. So yeah. so the fun part is if your delegates split their votes, split their views, or if not enough people showed up, you don't get to, you don't get to vote. Your state doesn't get a vote. Oh. So, for example, uh, New York sent three delegates. Two of them left. I'm out. And so New York was unable to vote on any proposals. So why did the third guy stay? The third guy was Hamilton. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Hamilton had his views and he wanted them to be heard. <laughs> Hamilton wasn't allowed to vote. <laughs> like he just stayed there talking anyway. Uh. <laughs> um and they I love Hamilton. And the guy the two guys who left from New York had no intentions of coming back. They thought it was a waste of time. Jokes on them. <laughs> If I was Hamilton, Their names would be forever in the annals of history, but not now. Like, Hamil if I was Hamilton, I'd be mad, mad pissed. This is like you, you had a group project and two guys literally dropped the class the week before it was due. And then you're Hamilton, so you're like, my pride demands that I stay here and finish this project. But he gets a failing grade anyway. Yeah. So the first, the, uh, the first dispute... Lower house, could every uh, state get equal representation or by population? Small states wanted equal. Most people wanted population. Most wanted a mixture of property and population, which is very mm. interesting. Um, but they couldn't decide how to calculate property correctly. And I'm glad they didn't do this because North Dakota would have tons of votes. <laughs> if you based off your states, if you based off votes by geographic size, Oh yeah, it would be it would be ridiculous. Oh yeah, 
Alaska would carry. <laughs> well, no, but they're it would they would actually just have an okay amount of votes, right? Because they have no people. It's about if it's a mixture of number of people and amount of land. Do you think the amount of people like would drag down the amount of land that they have? Because Texas mm. would carry. Them, yeah, that's con- true. They have a lot of people and a huge. Yeah, same with, same with California. New York uh, would yeah. actually get, California and Texas already do carry. Yeah, New yeah. York though would carry less because they don't have that much land. New York's they don't not have those vast tracts of land that sizable. Yeah, um, but the Midwest states like Chicago. Actually, Chicago's not that big. Chicago's not a state. Dave. It is not. Sorry, Illinois. <laughs> I literally associate. Illinois with Chicago because there's nothing else there. I, I literally I can't name another city in Illinois. Like Evanston doesn't count; it's like a suburb of Chicago. Isn't a Indianapolis in Chicago? Indiana? That's Indiana. Indianapolis. Oh, Indiana. Yeah, you're oh right. yeah. Illinois. Oops. We all get one. It's okay. We all, we all get, get one. one. We all get one. <laughs> what about Springfield, David? That's Massachusetts, isn't it? Isn't there a Springfield there's in like Springfield every state? Illinois. Is there? Yeah. Dang. There's a, there's a Springfield in every state. Is Springfield, Illinois, then the the Simpsons? Isn't that the capital? Wait, is it the capital? Springfield, Illinois, is the capital. Yeah, I was gonna say. John's a genius. <laughs> Dang. Why? Thank you. Most people ex- accepted the fact that slave states want to count slaves as part of their representation, but most people. Uh, was mad that it would elevate slave states into like ridiculous representation. So the three fifths compromise happened. <laughs> oh <Which> yeah, it's <laughs> kind of horrible and needed to happen. Yeah, for the for the like the convention wouldn't have worked because the southern states would have just like dropped out. Oh yeah. So if New York dropped out and the southern states dropped out, this would have failed. Luckily, Hamilton saw the value of this until going for the team instead um but south carolina and georgia were, were real angry fair um in 1783 when congress was trying to like assess a national taxation system they had already considered a three-fifths ratio um but because everything in the cost like the confederation of states needed to be unanimous. It was not unanimous because South Carolina and Georgia being small states uh, did not support this. Mm. So... Oh, but now that it counts in their favor, they yes. support it. Yes. I when they're not getting taxed. Now, now we're down. <laughs> they're down. Um, the lower house being directly elected by the voters also accepted without dispute. Um, so, I don't know, man. Not a great view of our founding fathers. Because the three-fifths compromise was already, like, four years before this, of course, was already proposed. Mm-hmm. But for the purpose of taxation, so they're not with it. <sighs> I mean, I feel like we've come to expect this from our founding fathers. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. You know what's interesting is that uh, Benjamin Harrison of Virginia proposed one half, and they were like, "No," and then New England proposed three fourths, and they were like, "No," but somehow they were okay with three fifths, which that, was it's the Goldilocks zone. 
One half is too little, three-fourths is too much. Three-fifths is just right. Um. So, at this time, Hamilton proposed that Sander should, should, should lead for life. But, uh, Hamilton was all about that whole like lead for life thing. Yeah, I think Hamilton believed that like the common masses were too stupid to govern themselves, so that their betters, more educated betters, should you know see to the destiny of the country, because the masses were incompetent. Which was fair at the time. Mm-hmm. It's it wouldn't be unfair now, <laughs> especially True. now with people eating Tide Pods and storing condoms. I, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, actually, snorting condoms. Have you not? It's the yeah, new challenge. I heard that. You I know at con- least, I know at least the Tide Pod thing was almost entirely media. You snort a condom up your nose and then you like take it out of your mouth. Why? Um, I mean, our generation fucking poured uh, ice water on ourselves and snorted cinnamon. See, but the ice water thing was at least in reference to it. It was for cause. charity. <laughs> And the idea was you were supposed to donate an amount of money. Okay, okay, but what about the cinnamon, John? The cinnamon was just to see if you could kill yourself, just like most of these challenges. (laughs) The cinnamon Uh, was because I don't want to live in this cruel world anymore. And we're inventing new and interesting ways to say that same thing. So most delegates actually didn't question the intelligence of the voters. They were just kind of worried about how slow it would be because of Uh, no internet. So information would spread very slowly. It will be very difficult for the average voter to get all the information they need for a general election. So that's why they wanted to vote for your local government, and the local government will then vote Hmm. for the national government. Is this like a proto-electoral college type thing? It is indeed a (laughs) proto-electoral college type thing. John, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, yeah. I'm on a roll this episode. So the the electoral college uh, was an acclamation of all of this. Um... Well, first, let, let's let's start for the president, because the Electoral College votes for the president. They couldn't agree if they wanted um, a single person to be president or a group of three, like a triumvirate, like the ones that ruled Rome in eons past, which, if you recall, didn't work because Caesar was the most powerful of the triumvirate and just drove, drove out the other two mm. and became Caesar, also known as Kaiser and Tsar. Um, uh-huh. That makes sense now. Um, but every, everyone was okay with this, to have a single person be the executive, because everyone knew that George Washington will probably be the first president. So people who were scared of a single power was like, but if we get George to do it, would you be okay with that? And they're like, yeah, if George is president, then I'm okay with giving George all this power. He seems like an all right guy. Yeah. Um, Which is super interesting, right? Because... Like, George Washington's most important thing, most important contribution to the convention was being George Washington. Like, he didn't have to, <laughs> he didn't have to say anything or do anything. He just had to be there. He just had to be the one that would take the, the first leadership role. Yep. yep. So the Connecticut Compromise happened where uh, they, they compromised that the number of representatives for each state in the lower house would be apportioned based on the size of the population, and the higher house would just be two. That's where we get the, the division. Gotcha. So, so now that we've got the House and we've decided that we can have one president, because it'll probably be George Washington, uh, now they're going to decide how to elect. So 
very few people actually agreed with Madison that the executive should be elected by the legislature. Um, they all, however, they also didn't really want like direct election because information travels too slowly. Um, and a very small vocal minority, aka small states, wanted the president to be chosen by the governors of the states, mm. which is a terrible idea. Um, recording. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> So they, just, they decided to have the Electoral College, which at the time of modern politi- politics was uh, a concern because candidates would routinely fail to secure a majority of the electors in the Electoral College, which was an issue. Um, so most thought the House would then choose the president since it would reflect on the will of the people. But then you got the whole like two parties thing, where if the majority of your electors in the... In the uh, Sorry, in your legislature didn't vote for that person, it would be very awkward. Mm, yeah. Um, so to appease the small states, Congress decided that the House will elect the president if no candidate in the Electoral College had the majority. Um, but then each state delegate will vote as a block rather than individually. This is where we get the winner takes all rule. Gotcha. To avoid having the House vote a directly elected president, they impose the winner takes all rule. It was kind of like a backwards thing. They're like, oh, we can have you. We'll, we'll let this. We'll let the uh, legislature settle it if there's no uh, majority winner. And then they were like, but whoever has the most votes gets all the votes. So then the language appeases you, but it'll, it would never happen. Ah, uh, okay. Sneaky, sneaky. Ah, Here's the, if it was ever if there were ever to be unfaithful delegates, it would have been in the last election. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it didn't it didn't happen. They didn't happen. Sad. Um, the members. So here's what's here's what you were remembering. The Constitutional Convention. There were some things called the Grand Committee. That's the cool name you were thinking of. Composed of our boy Benjamin Franklin, and then John Rutledge, and then other people. Without any note. Other than William Patterson. <laughs> like, okay. I don't tell, even know William Patterson. Can you name these? Uh, do you know who Elbridge Gary is? No. What about Oliver Ellsworth? Robert Yates? Nope. Gunning Bedford Jr.? Oh, that one, yeah. Uh, George Mason. George Mason got his own university, so you should, you should know that one. And a lot of jars. <laughs> William Davy? No? I actually do know William Davy. Really? I don't know why, but the name is very familiar. Yeah, it sounds slightly familiar. Uh, member of the Federalist Party, governor of North Carolina, founder of the University of North Carolina. That's probably, probably it. Probably, yeah. Do you know George Mason of George Mason University fame? I do know George Mason University. Okay, do you, do you know Abraham Baldwin? Nope. nope. All right. So I know Alec founding... Baldwin. I wonder if... No relation? Probably. So the large states opposed the Connecticut Compromise because they... Thought it would give too much power to the small states. The Grand Committee added the re- the requirement that revenue bills be or- that originate in the lower house and not subject to modification in the upper house. And this was genius. This is the part in the Constitution that says only the house gets to have bills involving taxation and spending because it's for the populace. Because it's from the populace, exactly. They're the they're the only ones that can introduce bills like that. All right. So. Like, big states can't be taxed. Like, Rhode Island can't tax California for stuff that Rhode Island wants. California doesn't. 
because there's far more California delegates in the lower house, so it doesn't get that much of a say. Um, but, you know, I would be concerned that California wants to tax shit that Rhode Island can't afford. And they can do uh, it anyway because Rhode Island wouldn't add them. But then that's where the upper house can still veto. So it's actually a pretty genius system where you don't, get, you don't get to initiate spending, but you can stop spending. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That seems pretty our, good. Our government's actually pretty smart, kind of. The way it's set up is. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the setup, maybe. The setup was the execution good. is leaves something to be desired. Participants are kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> um, so the con- the convention adjourned in July twenty sixth to August sixth. They took a break because uh, they got you know they got they everyone agreed on the on the draft of the Virginia plan, mm-hmm. and it got really hot. So <laughs> so they took a break. <laughs> so then they they created the committee of detail. Um, which of course is to produce the like first solid draft, chaired by John Rutledge. Does anybody know who that is? No. Mm-hmm. Um, Edmund Randolph. Travis brought him hey, up. Hey, I know Edmund Randolph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oliver Ellsworth. He was he was in the last group of people you mentioned. Yeah. James Wilson. Nathaniel Gorham. Gorham. You don't even know that one, David. No, I don't know who this is. How do you expect us to know that one? I don't know who that, let's take a look at who this guy is. Apparently not a friend of pigs. One of the delegates from Massachusetts. <laughs> that was his claim to fame. He was from Massachusetts. <laughs> he owned 500,000 acres of land known as the Morris Reserve. Damn. Hmm. Oh, vast he's the, he's tracts the, of land. He's the guy who uh, who purchased Western New York State from Massachusetts. He he basically bought Rochester from MA, or rather, he he sold Massachusetts like Rochester from MA. Huh. Phillips and Grahams negotiated with the Seneca Nation and other Iroquois nations to get a clear title for the land. All of Western New York bought by him. Nice. Six million acres. Of course, he kept 500,000, so I don't... Well, what I don't know about... how I feel about that. I'm confused now, because Massachusetts is on the east side. Yeah, but he, he negotiated the with the Native Americans to purchase the land, and then he gave it to New York. But then he kept 500,000 acres to himself. Yeah, but Massachusetts is on the east, so there would have been a slice of New York in the middle if they had western New York, too. That's what they did to Maine. Massachusetts also used to own a shit ton of land in Maine. Hmm. Massachusetts. So Massachusetts Massachusetts would have been just like a scattered mess of I actually kind of... It would have been pretty cool if there was a... Other than Michigan, if there was a state that like... Was actually two chunks of land. Yeah. I think that'd yeah, be pretty fun. That'd be pretty fun. Um I don't know. Do we want to end it here? Like this is the first draft. They're done with the first draft. I think we should end it here. Yeah, this is running out good, of time. Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty should, good spot. We should do we should do a second draft next time and then third draft and we're done. Yeah. Right. Final we're draft done. and then we'll publish. Yeah. We'll publish it live. This, the Constitution had more drafts than any essay I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. 
for many reasons. That's probably a good thing. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to look up this Abraham Baldwin guy. Like, who is he? There you go. Who, and William Davy? Who are these people? Well, William Davy founded UNC. Yeah, but like, other than that. He did something that was important because I know the name. All right, all right. Abraham Baldwin. What did he do? Well, thank you all for listening to the Fireside Cast in our first draft episode of the Constacon. It's been a pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for stopping by the booth. Yeah. If you'd like to hear more more of our podcast, you can go to firesidecast.com. That'll take you to our Tumblr. You can email us suggestions for topics at thefiresidecast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us. We're at FiresideCast. Uh, anything else, John? Take part uh, in your local government. Yeah. Take part in your local government. Yeah. Take charge doing, of your local government. We're doing a, we're doing a public service. <laughs> Violently take over your local government. Mm-hmm. And as we're, you do. We're sponsoring rebellions. And tell everyone you meet along the way to listen to the FiresideCast. Yep. <laughs> They'll join your cause. Well, thanks for the for stopping by this evening. I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still David. 